What's up, everyone? Welcome to the That's What She Said podcast with Danny. Man, Danny, this song still bangs. I love this intro song. It's so good. It's so good. So we needed a new intro song because we were remixing the podcast for 2020, and Danny, you came through. I did. I'm pretty proud of this. Um, Pirates shortstop Cole Tucker is a musician, for those who don't know, and I luckily found that out during spring training a few years ago. I got to interview him. He was up and coming, and he told me he plays the drums. He said he liked my Air Force Ones, <laughs> and from there, you know, we, we have this great friendship, I think, and he supplied us with the music I asked, and he came through. Yeah, huge thanks to Cole Tucker. We wanted to know a little bit more about him. I've had him on the rundown, and he was, you know, a huge personality, and we absolutely fell in love with him and his game from there. So we wanted to have him on the podcast, and again, you came through. We got Cole Tucker <laughs> on the podcast. Yo, Cole, first of all, thanks so much for hopping on, and uh, how you been? Oh, thank you so much. I've been great. Um, thank you guys for having me. Excuse my voice. I'm a little sleepy. I just woke up. <laughs> well, we're glad and we're lucky that we're getting you first thing in the morning. Plus, we get to talk about baseball and your life off the field. So we wanted to start by talking about the intro music because you came through for us in a huge way. We needed a song. And to be honest, I didn't know that you were a musician. So let's start off first where the inspiration for this song came from. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, there are these group of guys that I play and girls. Sorry, that was weird. That was sexist. Group of guys and girls that I play with in Arizona in the offseason. They're called Twice Big Band. Um, two of the guys' last name is Zweibach. And I think it like loosely translates in German to Twice Baked. And um, <laughs> we always play music together. We're actually playing a show together um, in their backyard this Sunday. And um, they, um, Adam is like the the songwriter lead singer he wrote the song we play it all the time so when you guys reached out and asked for uh something for your intro for your show like it was it was just natural to hook it up and, and give you guys something cool and i'm uh, i hope you guys enjoy it oh we love it we love it and when i sent it to lex she was like yo this is so good she was so stoked about it <laughs> um and it, it was exactly what we wanted so i we we're so grateful for that um, and we want to dig in to your background and your music background. So let's start. When did you fall in love with music? Let's start with that. Perfect. Um, I, uh, I, I really noticed music when I was um, really young. I was probably in like kindergarten or first grade. And uh, we went to church with my uh, grandma, like a, like a black baptist church where it's like a party you know it's it's crazy people are <laughs> stomping and shouting and hollering and whatnot and it's just an experience it's awesome and the band there was really 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 good and you know like when you're really young and you have those kids that are like teenagers that you think are adults and they're just like big and bad and really cool that you really look up to yes um there was this kid named Emmanuel Leonard who played the drums and he was probably in high school when I was little and I just thought he was like the bee's knees he was the coolest thing ever he played the drums and I was like that looks really sick <laughs> and um I've never told anyone this story before but I'm feeling really embarrassing today so here it goes <laughs> um but I really looked up to him and I was like oh wow like that's really cool I'd love to do that someday and then School of Rock came out that movie and Drumline and I was like all right whatever like Christmas Santa I need a drum set let's go I got one in like third grade and never looked back to him playing drums ever since then. What other instruments do you play? Um, so I started playing the ukulele when I was in low A. I was like 18 years old and uh, I tore my labrum and uh, on, a, on a play at first base, I tore my labrum and I couldn't really drum for like a year. 
So I needed to like flex my musical muscles. So I got a ukulele because that's pretty much all like finger picking. And then um, a year ago, um, actually last spring training, um, I got a guitar. Me and Mitch Keller went to Guitar Center in Bradenton, Florida, and I bought one. And I just kind of taught myself how to play it. And uh, I'm actually not bad. Like I, I can like play in front of people. It's fun. I, I love it. It's really it's a really cool instrument. So just those three. But what about your singing? Do we have some oh. singing capabilities? Can you hear my voice? I can barely even talk. No. <laughs> I can't. I can't sing at all. Um, my my no. Outside of the shower in the car when I'm by myself, that's really all I got. <laughs> all right. So, who are your muses? What are your who are your favorite artists of all time? What are you listening to right now? Okay. So uh, I'll embarrass myself. Like what I'm listening yes. to right now. So I love musicals. Like, I I love, love, love musicals, um, and I grew up kind of in that same time where I started playing music, uh, before I realized I couldn't sing, I was really into high school musical in elementary school, and on Disney Plus, there's this new show called High School Musical, the musical series, and I actually <laughs> am convincing all my big bad 23, 24, 25-year-old manly friends to watch it. I got Scott and Cody watching it, they're obsessed with it. <laughs> And they would kill me if they knew I told you that. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I've been crushing the soundtrack to that. But I love, like, Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen and stuff like that. Like, I grew up watching Grease. But outside of my, like, musical theater uh, interests, I really like, like, everything, really. I'm not, like, a crazy hardcore rap guy. Like, I love it, but I'm not going to, like, listen to the whole Migos album just because they put out a new album but like i love kids, but, um like i love rock music alternative music my favorite bands are like 311 incubus red hot chili peppers rage against the machine um stuff like that but i love like r&b like uh don uh childish gambino john legend people like that i'm kind of all over the place so i could talk your ear off about who i like and who i listen to for forever <laughs> Gambino's my guy. I love Gambino. Oh, he's yeah. my dude. Donald Glover is the is the yeah. He's the guy. The man at everything. He's good at everything. I guarantee you, he could play baseball. Oh, I bet he could. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> he, I mean, he dances like he's got some athletic ability. He has skills. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. We want to hear a little bit more about you. Cody and Scott, and for maybe those listening to the podcast who are newer to the game, uh, Cody Bellinger, Scott Kingery. So you guys were hanging out in Scottsdale um, recently. What kind of trouble did you guys get into? You know, we try to stay out of trouble, but we do have fun. Um, I won't lie to you. We uh, So we all have known each other for a really long time. They're two of my closest friends, and uh, we all bought condos together in the same complex cody just signed for 11 million in arbitration for next year so he's probably moving out but uh uh, it's a nice place like it's no dump it's cool and we just hang out all the time we work out together we um we watch football together we eat together it's it's kind of like our family away from our family and they're just really cool kids and it's not just never goes deeper than that there's a lot of other people that live here too patrick murphy's with the blue jays jamie westbrook with the giants bobby dahlbeck with the red Sox. um kevin newman with the pirates lives here and then like a few of our friends from high school sprinkled in so it's it's cool and we have like a really cool um little group that we hang out with and it's it's fun i mean it's really nice to like 
go on that journey of the season and like be in a group chat together and like check in and see what's up but then in the off season come home and just hang out and be kids and do whatever you want to yeah i saw you were traveling with scott kingery you guys did uh, a little bit of a europe tour you were in england amsterdam ireland what stood out to you the most on those trips um ironically ireland was pretty awesome and when we went when we were planning the trip i was like do we have to go to ireland sounds pretty boring and green and cold and potato-y but it was awesome (laughs) i had such a blast um i i loved it and um the people there were super friendly you always hear horror stories of like americans traveling where people are just like kind of snooty and mean because you're from where you are and that's whatever but um they were so great and the people were cool and we went to this bar and they were like playing Prince covers and I was just super into it and it was awesome uh I I really had a blast I want to know if you started a band we'll do Cody and Sky if you started a band with these guys what's your band name and who plays which instrument Scott would definitely be the front man he's got that like all right, so his nickname on his team, they call him SLG. They call him Sexy Little Guy. So I feel like you got to put the Sexy Little Guy up front. Um, Cody would definitely, like, you would, I would say he would play the guitar, but I feel like that would be, like, too, uh, like, spotlight on him. I know he's, like, the MVP and he's super famous, but he'd have to, like, stand in the back and, like, play bass. I feel like that's just his personality. Wow. Um, and I think I'd play the drums and we'd have to, like, hire in a guitar player. I love that. That's a great answer. You have such a great crew. Like, you have such a good crew. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Like, um, we always joke around. Like, without, the without like, the the drugs and crime and, like, craziness of it, we're, we're like, entourage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you were also hanging out with some of your buddies hitting dingers in the desert for Project 34. What was that experience like for you? Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Um, Last year, I missed that event. I was doing something somewhere, and I couldn't go, and I was super upset. But um, this year, I made sure I I could make it. Like, I I planned my schedule around it. And uh, I've known known Corey Hahn for a few years. And if you don't know his story, he's the player at ASU who um, suffered a spinal cord injury, and he's in a wheelchair now, and he wore 34 at ASU, and that's why it's called Project 34. And him and Trevor are really tight now. Are, are really were have always been tight and uh i've always wanted to i've always been fascinated by him and his story and from what i hear he was just an unbelievable player and he's an unbelievable guy and anytime you get to help out a teammate um and a friend like trevor man it's 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 a can't miss opportunity but it was really fun uh i was so exhausted um <laughs> and afterwards because the home run derby is so long i've never really like done that before I'm kind of like a speed singles guy, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I was beat, but I made it to the finals. I kind of put on a show. Ooh. Um, that was fun. I, I got bragging rights over Kramer and Newman, my teammates. That's all I cared about. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was a blast. And, uh, like, yesterday, uh, Sunday, the day after the Home Run Derby, um, my little brother's a senior in high school. He's, he's probably going to get drafted pretty high. He's working out for some scouts at our old high school he's like dude you want to come hit take our balls i was like i can't do anything today i'm sorry (laughs) have fun enjoy but you did hit two big league homers this year and both of them were incredibly memorable your first big league hit is your first homer and then your second homer you follow that up was your first game at chase field the ballpark you grew up to going to uh as a kid so what stands out to you about both of those moments yeah it was it was crazy um i 
obviously, like, those two, like, were very dramatic and, like, awesome storybook kind of home runs. Hopefully this year I can just, like, sprinkle some more in so they don't seem like such a big deal when I do them. I just want to hit one, like, <laughs> on a Tuesday in Milwaukee. <laughs> but, but honestly, like, getting my foot in the door, that was crazy, you know. It was – I went from this, like, unknown skinny kid with long hair uh, – and then I hit the first home run in Pittsburgh, and everyone's like, oh, like, you're Cole Tucker. Hello. <laughs> it was cool. It's like everyone knew who I was at that point, and that was, that was cool. But, um, I mean, it's, it's the stuff you dream about, man. Like, I just – when you're in elementary school and you decide you want to be a major league baseball player, you don't think about, like, oh, I want to get there, and I want this to happen, or I think this will happen. You just want to get there and succeed there. You don't, like, think about the particulars, but, like – Whoever drew that up, whoever writes the script for the universe was really looking out for me that day, and uh, that was something I'll never forget. And then in Arizona, um, <laughs> hitting that homer there, I had, like, the D-backs made, like, an unofficial, like, ticket sale giveaway thing. They made it, like, Cole Tucker night, and, like, hundreds of people showed up, and they gave away, like, $5 tickets all in, like, these two sections, and it was all my friends and family and anyone I ever knew. Um, Emmanuel Leonard, the drummer kid, didn't show up. I was super heartbroken about that. <laughs> but everyone that I ever knew was there. So to look up and to see them in the stands just freaking out when I came back to the dugout, I was, it was like I like teared up. It was it was unbelievable. Dude, do you sometimes have to pinch yourself and ask if this is real life? Yeah, like um, now now I'm kind of used to it, but I, I, I always pinch myself just to remind myself how grateful I am that it's all happening, you know? Like, if I fell down the stairs today and died and no one was here, like, I would be so happy with how my life went. A little short, but I would be so happy with how my life went. <laughs> well, we definitely don't want you to do that. So oh, me neither. Me neither. tie your shoelaces. <laughs> no tripping right now. Um, the other thing that we we like about you is your love just for art in general, I think, is is pretty cool. And so you you recently had Cody Sable create a painting for you. It's got baseball legends and a backyard baseball theme. But how did you decide who made the cut? God, that was tough. That was really tough, actually. And I um, I really wanted to do something cool. And the backyard baseball thing just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I, I wanted, I knew I wanted, like, a colorful, cool piece of art for my, like, living room. And I was just kind of brainstorming one day, and it, it came to mind. I was like, oh, this would be the coolest thing ever. And then I had to, like, make a list. Like, you know how you have notes on your iPhone? I had to make a list of a bunch of people um, and, like, make the cuts. And some people were pissed off at me. I've had people come up to me like, man, like, that was such a sick painting. But, yo, like, where am I? I feel terrible, you know? It's like when you have a birthday party and your mom's like, you can bring 15 people. And the 16, 17, and 18 people obviously hate you now but um it was it was a really cool thing cody did a great job and it was really easy to work with him i let him know what i wanted he kept me in the process every step of the way he's like dude if you like this tell me if you don't like it tell me and it was great and i love it he said he's gotten like 60 emails from people like asking for their own versions of oh my god dude yeah, it's nuts. So now he has the opportunity to include everyone. Because as soon as I saw that, I was like, the first thing I thought was, wow, that's really cool. And the second thing I thought was, whoa, there are some people who are left out who are probably going to be fucking pissed at Cody. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, but blame it on Cody, not not you, Cole. It was Cody who made the decisions, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I don't run his business. I just, I just pay him for cool shit every once in a while. <laughs> 
All right, time for us to do rapid fire. So we got a bunch of questions here, and we want you to give us a one or two word answer. Cool. All right, the one hair product you can't leave home without. Ooh, uh, just uh, conditioner. I, I really don't do a lot to my hair. I it, I just kind of shampoo and conditioner like anyone else. If you could go back in time and face a former pitcher who's not in the game today, who would it be? Um, Orlando Hernandez, El Duque. Love it. Amazing. Who's the shortstop you model your game after? Um, Jeter, um, Jose Reyes, um, Tulowitzki. Great. The Jonas Ozzie Smith a little bit. Say that again one more time. Ozzie Smith a little bit. Mm, my guy. The the Jonas Brothers or the Tucker Brothers? <laughs> the Jonas Brothers. They they've had a way more successful uh, career than than us so far, but we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone, including you, it feels like did the decade challenge on Instagram. So, what's one thing you would go back and tell your thirteen year old self? I would tell myself to not take Spanish class in high school. I would tell myself to join like theater class because I now I know that I was going to sign when I was 17 and I would have learned some Spanish in the minor leagues and I would have had more fun being in theater in high school. Great answer. All right. Baseball gender reveals in or out. Um, I mean, I wouldn't do it personally for me if I was having a kid, but if a fan wanted me to do it, I would like, absolutely. You know, if like, I mean, if I were, a fan of something, I would I would think that would be cool, but I wouldn't do it for myself, you know? For sure. You always have a great shoe game, so pick one to wear for the rest of your life. Vans or Jordans? Oh, uh, Vans, Vans. High top, like, skate high Vans, no doubt. That's what I'm rocking right now, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Show it off. <laughs> All right, if you had to pick only one concert to see for the rest of your life, who is it? Oh, God, stab me in the face. That's a tough question. Uh, um, I'm going to say Rage Against the Machine because I haven't seen them. They've been like on hiatus since I was zero years old. And they're like the one group that I need to see. And I need to see them now. And they're headlining Coachella. And we're in L.A. playing the Dodgers that weekend. Uh-huh. And I'm praying for a rain out. That's fate, man. That's fate right there. <laughs> Cole, what's one thing about you I couldn't... I Cole, what's one thing about you I couldn't find on the internet? Uh, ooh, a, a lot. I like to read. Is that is that interesting? Or yeah. Do you want something what are you else? reading? Um, I just finished Prince's book, The Beautiful Ones, mm. and I just finished Malcolm Gladwell's new book, uh, Talking to Strangers. Me too. I loved favorite, it. Ooh, really good, right? It was so good. Oh, I love that. And my favorite books ever are probably uh, um, The Way of Baseball by Sean Green the old guy, old player for the Dodgers, and Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Wait, should we start a book club? Got me in. If there's a group chat, add me to it. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs> Cole, your family is so tight. You just mentioned your brother earlier. What's the number one outing on your guys' bucket list? Ooh, um, that's a great question. We always joke, like, they want to come – they want to be able to say they've gone like all 30 MLB stadiums, but I, I feel like that's everyone's goal that ever plays baseball. Um, so I think, um, 
like my little brother getting drafted would be really cool. And next year we've been talking about um, going to Hawaii for Christmas. None of us have ever been there and we really want to go. So I think for Christmas next year, we're going to try to sneak out out there. Amazing. How about one player in the league you haven't met yet, but that you want to? Trout, obviously, just because he's, like, the best player of all time. Yeah. I would like to meet uh, John Carlos Dan. I feel like he's just, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. In a <laughs> like, he's just very cool. How about um, fast food vices? Ooh, um, I'm a sucker for, like, an In-N-Out burger shake Ooh. or um, chicken nuggets anywhere. And curly fries. Chicky Nuggies. Place, fries. We love Chicky Nuggies. But no, Gabe Kapler does nuggies. not. <laughs> you call them Chicky Nuggies? Chicky Nuggies. Did you hear the story about Gabe Kapler peeling the breading off the Chicky Nuggies? No, but I've never met Cap, but everything I hear about him, that sounds about right. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Your ideal first date, a Broadway show or a backyard barbecue? Do I know the girl going yes. into it? Yes. Okay, if I know her, then a backyard barbecue. Great. But then you've got to go through, like, the difficult navigation of introducing her to your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Broadway show because it's dark and people don't know you there. Actually, I changed my mind. Broadway <laughs> show. Which show? My two favorites are Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton. Yeah. Um, I've actually gotten Scott Kingery on the musical bug, too. He's like, dude, we need to fly here to see this. Um, <laughs> but uh, I actually took a girl to a date in Pittsburgh last year, Dear Evan Hansen was in town, like on their national tour, and I took her to that because I'm crazy. It's a great show. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. It is. That's a great date. What about what about a favorite memory from Chase Field? Maybe growing up. I uh, I okay. So long story. You ready? I'll keep it short. We're ready. Right. Um, all right. So Haley Ramirez played for the Marlins back in the day when I was in like middle school, mm-hmm. and um. I got his baseball glove, like the exact replica of his glove. It was like this black and teal Wilson A2000. It wasn't released to the world yet, but like through a mutual family friend who had a connection with Wilson, got me this glove and got my name Tucker embroidered on it. And I went down to batting practice because like my dad would take me out of school and we'd go down there early and go to batting practice. And I went up just to like introduce myself and shake his hand. And, uh, I was like, hey, man. And he goes, where'd you get my glove? Like, what the hell? Like, no one has that. How'd you do that? And it was, like, half pissed off because someone else had what he had. And it was half, like, super impressed that I had it. And uh, I'll always remember that. That was really cool. But um, aside from that, like, on-the-field stuff, being at Game 2 and Game 7 of the 2001 World Series was pretty unbelievable. Ironically, Cody's dad, Clay, was playing in that and, like, got my parents tickets for it. Um, Oh, my gosh. So, small world, but, I mean, playing there was unbelievable. When we played there this year, I I spent the night at my parents' house, drove the field, like, 15 minutes, and uh, my dad, like, dropped me off in the tunnel. We, like, hugged, had a super tight, cool moment, and then I just, like, put my baseball pants on, put a T-shirt on, and just went out and sat at shortstop, like, sat crisscross applesauce on the ground, just looking around, and I went and just walked the entire stadium, like, upper deck, lower deck, all over the place, like walked by the old places where I'd get cookies and cotton candy and ice cream (laughs) and just like went and sat in the section where we sat for the world series games and just like reminisced and just kind of had a moment. It was, it was really cool. That's awesome. Amazing. And we know you're super close with your family. What's one thing that if somebody pointed it out, you'd be like, that's so my dad, something unique that he does that stands out to you. 
Well, he knows and talks to everybody. I feel like that's where I get that gene from. But um, if you come to any of our games, um, unless he's, like, needed at the seats with my mom, he goes and, like, stands down the line, like, down the first or third base line and just paces and walks. (laughs) And, And there's, like, a super distinct voice that he has. And, like, if I make a play or, like, do something cool, he'll go, oh, and, like, that didn't sound cool right there. But <laughs> if, if there's a, if there's a, if there's 10,000 people there, I can hear his voice and I will know, like, where he's at. It's, it's like a cool little telepathic father-son thing we've got going on. We've been doing it since I was five, man. I mean, I, like, he's been there for me every step of the way. So it's cool to, like, have him be so proud that his son's in the big leagues, you know, so, uh. That's that's a really cool thing, I'm sure. I love that. So good. That wasn't a short answer. I'm sorry. It was a great answer. <laughs> the best answer. Yeah. yeah. We're fans. We're fans. Cool, cool, cool. Maybe your dad can come on the podcast one day. <laughs> oh, my God. He would love that. <laughs> Perfect. We'll set that up soon. Um, theme nights. Theme nights at the ballpark. If you can create your own, what's it going to be? That is tough. Theme night. Um. I don't know. Like in Pittsburgh, I think when they do the blackout thing, that's really cool, but they've done that. If we were going to do something like fun and crazy, I would say, no. Like, uh, I think a pajama party would be really cool. I love that. And then, like, afterwards, they could, like, show a movie on the scoreboard and everyone can just, like, snuggle. This cool. is what we love you. Yeah. You just pulled that out of thin air. You're incredible. That's that's amazing. Know, but that would be cool. And I'm in my pajamas right now, and that sounds great. <laughs> Podcasting in your pajamas. That's perfect. That's, that's your new right. podcast. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. One goal heading into the 2020 season. What do you got? Ooh, I mean, I want us to not come in last place. I want to uh, find more consistency in the box and uh, just to – be the best teammate and make everyone around me better that I can. You know, I, I, I hate saying like, oh, I want to hit 290 or 300 or I want to hit this many home runs because the game dictates that and it's completely out of our control. But I can control um, what I do to prepare to make us better and how I treat the guys in the locker room. So I really just kind of try to put my focus into that and uh, know that I put the work in and I'm going to continue to put the work in and the, the chips will fall where they may. Love that. All right, Cole, we end every podcast with an embarrassing story. Danny had to go last week. We thoroughly <laughs> embarrassed her. So it's time to embarrass you. What do you got? Oh, God. I, uh, I'm i going to embarrass my, like, childhood self. Is that okay? Of course. All right, cool, cool, cool. I don't want to, like, <laughs> I don't want everyone to know how big of a loser I am at 23. <laughs> um, okay, so, like I told you, me and my dad have, like, a really cool relationship. So do me and my mom. I don't want my mom to feel left out if she hears this. Hi, mom. But my, me and my dad, uh, like, he's a criminal take-your-kid-out-of-school person and go do stuff with him. Like, that's his thing. Um, like, he takes my little brother out of school now, and he comes and hits with me and Cody and Jamie and Scott and all those guys. But um, so in third third grade, I believe, um, my dad was supposed to take me out of school, and we were going to go to an Angels-Cubs spring training game. And the Angels had David Eckstein and Mo Vaughn and Scott Spezio, Darren Erstad, all these really cool players. And I liked the Angels when I was, like, little because they were cool and they just won the, they were just in the World Series. I was like, Angels are really sick. And 
he turns out, and this is before cell phones, so he couldn't text me to tell me that he wasn't coming anymore. Like he had something at work and he couldn't make it. And so I was supposed to be picked up by like 12 o'clock. Spring training games are at 1, whatever. And it's like 12, 12.05, 12.10, This fool is not here, and I'm hot. I am livid. <laughs> and come 12.30, I'm like, well, if I don't leave now, like I'm going to miss the game. Like, what are we doing? And I'm nine years old. I don't have Uber. I don't have a car. So I live walking distance from the school, like a 10-minute walk home. I walk out of music class. My All my friends are in there. There's like 30 kids in there. I just get up off the risers, and I just walked out the door. And I, I like sprinted out of the field. Like I felt like Usain Bolt. I was humming. I was moving. And I ran all the way home. And the police call like like the school calls the police like we have a missing kid (laughs) and it turns into this whole crazy like neighborhood watch find cole tucker thing and my my parents call me like where are you i am at home i am at home like and i was so matter of fact like i'm at home like i belong there i don't belong in school i belong at the baseball game and you guys suck and um, my parents like came home. I ruined my dad's thing that he had to do at work, and he had to take me back to school. And all my friends made fun of me when I got back. I felt like Max Keeble, like when he finds out he's not moving. I was so heartbroken. Um, like I have, I still have some friends now that like I see this girl Emily Harris. She was in my third grade class. She's like, remember that time when you ran home from school? Dork. <laughs> Like it, it's not something that a lot of people know about me. Well, they do now, but I'm super embarrassed by it. <laughs> Wait, that's the best story. Yo, for the love of the game, seriously, you'll do seriously, anything. I that could have been the best sprinting training game ever, and I missed it. <laughs> what did your dad say? Like now, or he's like, dude, that's hilarious. But like, my mom was super mad about it, so he had to be like, hey, like you can't do that. But I think secretly he was proud of me. <laughs> but oh now God. everyone's cool about it. It's 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 stuff we laugh about now. <laughs> well, we're super proud of you, Cole. We've watched you in your whole career, and watching you ascend is one of our favorite things to do. We can't wait until everyone knows your name, until you are the superest of superstars. But um, we really appreciate you hopping on the podcast. Everyone go follow Cole Tucker at Tuck on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Cole, enjoy the rest of the offseason, and good luck this year. Of course. Thank you so much. Hope to see you guys soon. Thanks for having me on. That was, that was really fun. Cole, just freaking rock star, man. We're just super grateful for you. And um, you, you I, I said this to Lex – Last week, I was like, I think that you could be the next face of the game. I think you encompass a lot of the things that the game is looking for, and you're good, and you you haven't even hit you know your peak. You are still ascending, as Lex said. So like, just love what you do, love how you take care of your business, and and still have that personality. Like you are the true definition of being able to have it both ways. It's so thank cool, man. Thank you so much. That's like the coolest compliment ever. Seriously, thank you so much. I I hope so, too. Um, that would be insane. But thank you so much for believing in me and having my back and having me on. That's, that's super sweet. Thanks again to Cole Tucker. What an awesome personality and ball player on and off the field. We loved having him on. Thank you guys for hopping on and listening. Make sure you follow us. I'm at AlexaDat on Twitter, at Alexa underscore NYC on Instagram. I am at Danny Wex on Twitter and Instagram. One day we will get Alexa to be the same name on both platforms. But until then, 
We'll figure it out. Someday <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's the Dad's What She Said podcast with Danny. Stay tuned. We got a lot more stuff coming in the next few weeks. Um, but until then, enjoy Cole Tucker. Peace out, everyone.